0: I wish I break free, back to where I'm supposed to be. i supposed be. break free, back to where i
1: supposed to be. Hi everyone, welcome to the Sladdle's Noise podcast. I'm Sam Boone, and today I'm hanging out with my friends Kyle Turnside and Chris Leonard. How's it going, guys?
0: What? what? Hey, hanging out
2: kyle and i just Squeezing got to in. hang out in real life i'm so jealous happened.
1: why don't always have to be on tour <laughs> that was all the cool things
0: it was awesome I, uh, I got no go ahead go oh hershey park i knew he was coming but we i was like a block away from him on a day oh well, i was 45 minutes away from him on a day off and uh, he had to make the choice so the choice is clear. Come out (laughs) to the show. Don't come to King of Prussia mall and watch me buy. For the record,
2: the show was two hours away. Hershey's two hours away. As opposed to your day off was 45 minutes. I chose the actual tour stop as opposed to your day off.
0: (laughs) It was good. Give a little brief review, Chris. We'll review the show.
2: Yeah, no, it, it, it was, uh, it was good. Um, it, uh, it poured its ass off. Uh, we had a storm cell roll through right before the show. Um, and, uh, destroyed the opener's uh, keyboard. Um so there was oh, no. that. Um yep, Jax. And uh but yeah Jax which well, she was pretty cool. Um uh Pavin is out there uh Yay. mixing his ass off he's doing a great job he's he, big ta- he's actually mixing for big time rush but he was also mixing for Jax. Um we had uh cat out there seing which is cat pretty, Rice, pretty cool. Yeah. Um actually one of the coolest things for me was I'm walking across the stage and I, and I hear my old touring nickname, which I haven't heard in oh, a yeah. long time. Cause I haven't toured in like 13 plus years. Right. And I'm like, I turn my head. I'm like, what, by the way, my old touring nickname was simple green. Um, yes. and, uh, I, so there's this guy is a lighting guy, which I hadn't seen. And we started talking and I was like, dude, I apologize. It's like, I only know you by your nickname. I was like, and that was the nickname on that tour. I was like, his nickname was Beaker. Um, and uh, and I'm like, what is your real name? <laughs> we did the math, and we haven't toured together in 17 years. That's what I love about this industry is you never know when you're going to run into somebody. So don't piss anybody off. Uh, <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> the thing about that.
0: Eric, uh, Eric Rogers. You met Eric Rogers' girlfriend, Paris. She's doing uh, all the photo and yep, uh, video she's for, for um, nice. Big Time Rush. Yeah. And uh, who else? Yep. There, oh, is it Jamie? You hired her. Oh,
2: yeah, Jamie Jacobs, uh, she does video. I know her. Yeah, she's worked for me for doing IMS work. Um, Yeah, I love, again, it's small, small world. Hey, let's, um, uh, to use other podcast terms, which I don't like, let's pay some bills. But no, Uh, let's uh, thank the people who love us and love y'all. And uh, those people are. uh, Let's thank Rational Acoustics, um, the makers of Smart, um, who put out a killer product, who have great product support. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so please, um, uh, you know, reach out to, you know, so one thing I would encourage a lot of people, um, come to our discord for, for smart help and that's great. Um, Hannah is in our Discord, and she's the primary person for support for them. Um, but I would encourage you, uh, especially if you listened to the Andy Levis um, conversation last week, um, email support first, and then go to Discord and ask about your thing. Um, it's a it's a two prong thing. Yes, you may you may get a quicker response in Discord. However, Rational does want to hear from you, so that's a little disclaimer there. Uh, thank you to Rational Acoustics, we
0: appreciate you. Um, Alan they're and Heath, more than just friends, um, they Chris. Wall- they're family. Yes, they're. They are family, for sure. Like 100%. like our friends over at um, Allen & Heath that have been with us yes. for quite some time now.
2: Our fa- Kyle, our family at Allen & Heath.
0: Yeah, it is our family at Allen & Heath. Heck yeah.
2: <laughs> I, and then and, also our family over at RCF. Thank
0: you. That's how we do that. Like great speakers, both,
2: both professional audio and like home studio audio, RCF, great products, good stuff, cool.
0: And the unspoken ones, the Roadie Clinic, Paul and Courtney over there that are doing it. I know they're setting up a lot of summer events and stuff. Chris got a new uh, tattoo, and it just happens to be the Roadie Clinic logo and a symbol that means a ton to him. Which is that your first tattoo? Yes. No. Wow.
1: No. Right no, on the no. wrist. Right on the <laughs> face.
0: Right. <laughs> Right no, it's not face my face for- tattoo. Uh,
2: I was okay. going I if we if we if we were going to do arms reach, I was going to say that my new tattoo was my new my my arms reach. Uh, Does that count Wait, with within arms
1: reach, it's on your arm. <laughs> yeah, well, you
2: it know. Is. It's uh, there. But no, so I've wanted to I've wanted a semicolon tattoo for a long time. Um, for those who don't know what a semicolon tattoo is, it um, typically represents a lot of things around uh, mental health and or suicide things. Um, the idea of that, like your story isn't done. A semicolon is like, there's more to be, t- there's more to be had more to be talked about you know, more in the future. Um, and um, what's really cool. If you don't know who the roadie clinic is, look them out, look them up and check them out. Um, but they have like it's like a three semicolons as opposed to just one and what i love about that is is that when it comes to mental health and things we're doing you know um it's never just you there's more people more people involved more people you know so this represents a lot of things for me it represents me it represents you know um my mother who has dealt with a lot of things uh, in her life it means um my roadie friends who have dealt with a lot um it, it's it's all-encompassing. So it was just very fitting to do uh, the Rody Clinic um, logo and to encompass all of that. So, um,
0: yeah. Can I do the unspoken awesome. shout-outs real quick? Yeah. Okay. So check this out. We never talk about this, and people never really see videos of us doing it. So um, thank you, Earthworks, for sending the icons out for us to try out. <laughs> Thank you, sure, for the uh, 7Bs. And, and you guys got the USB two ones, right? And, yeah, the MV7s uh, thank are you, pretty slick. Yep. MV, MV7s, yep. And thank you, Heil, for my uh, PR35. Chris keeps making me go back to it because he says I sound better on that one. I don't know. And I when I'm Except home, all your notes for anything, but besides that. Yeah, and Audix <laughs> as well. And yep. one, one person. So John Downey. Uh, Reverend John sent us a gift of uh, cards. It was tacos versus burrito cards, right? Uh And Uh um, I'm getting to the emails now. So if you send an email in about a guest suggestion or other things, I'll get back to you this week. But you can always email us at signal2, the number two noise podcast at gmail.com and on the website.
2: Or just go to second noise There's a, there's a message um, spot there that you could also email us as well. So, um, cool. Well, let me, uh, that was a lot of housekeeping. So, um, that was. uh, yeah, so who so, hanging uh, out with Sam's tonight? on tour in the U- Oh, well, yes, real quick. Sam is oh, on yeah. tour in the U.S. Now, a little bit of Canada, yes. uh, with Volby. Not so if Volby's coming to your town, um, Come and see Sam if yep. Big Time Rush or Max is coming to town. Um, come see Kyle. Um, they're all out like through August. Sammy probably out longer than that. But come back out. Messages. Uh, uh,
1: no, I've been out for a month already. Uh, I think I wrap up August seventh. I've been. I just saw some EU friends last month, and now we've popped over to North America this month. So it'll be a grand old time.
2: Cool. All right. So tonight, uh, I have been trying to schedule this. Literally for months, if not a year or more. Um, (laughs) uh, We both have been very busy. Um, I have brought along Kenny Barnwell, uh, which many of you probably have seen a Facebook or Instagram post from, um, either on his own accord or via uh, crew coach. Um, uh, So, Kenny, welcome to the podcast.
3: Hey, yo, what's up, y'all? Man, (laughs) I am so dang excited to freaking beyond the signal to noise podcast that's right Chris. it's been it's been such a long time i'm so glad that third time to try this was the third time third, okay, there we go yeah yeah yep. oh,
2: well and i almost <laughs> screwed it up tonight i i had you had hey you do wednesday cool Was two thursday oh shit tonight yeah anyway we, we got we got it together so i appreciate Manhattan. you working with that um uh Short synopsis on the background of you, um, primarily um, uh, uh, guitar tech, backline tech, stage manager, production manager for you know some small artists like Jonas Brothers, Bon Jovi, Need to Breathe, um, <laughs> Just a Beaver, Ariana Grande, you know, just small names you know in the industry Who? um uh you have published a <laughs> couple books you've been in the industry for mm-hmm. 20 years um most people at least in the recent which is kind of how i found and saw you um uh, uh have probably have seen you posting on social media and i'm going you may not like this analogy but i'm gonna give this analogy uh i'm gonna call you the gary v of roadies is what i'm yeah. going to. For those hey, who know who Gary, awesome. for those who know Gary Vee is, he's very like you know motivational type of person, and like you know, um just talking about the hustle and the grind and talking about, you know, so you know you have a career <laughs> coach, you do these coaching sessions, you have these books about getting into the industry, um and that's kind of how mm-hmm. I came across you and honestly, you know yeah. i I've only really seen you over the past few years, and like I remember when I first started seeing some of your posts, and you know, I was like, i was like hey can we, can we talk right and like i wanted to check you out because i was like is this dude legit like because like, like there's people in this industry who are like really does this check out and then like i was like i just didn't know who you were and i'm like oh, okay this guy's been around for a minute he's not like bullshitting right and um and that's kind of how that's kind of how this started <laughs>
3: Yeah, man. Well, I mean, you're right. You never know in this industry. But as big as this industry is, it's it's pretty dang small. And so, if you're legit, it's easy to find out about. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. for real. So, uh, and, and I'm so glad you re- reached out because I mean, what a blessing it is to get to talk to your your people and your audience. I know that you guys have a lot of respect in the industry, and so much respect for for allowing me to come on here and share my passion, which is touring the touring side of the industry. Uh, I love it so. Dang much. It's such a unique lifestyle uh, op- opportunity. And when you get a taste of it, it's hard to uh, find something that's as fulfilling. And one of my main Guilty. forward front missions, <laughs> one of my main forward front missions of this is to help um, road people through coaching um, stay connected because it's so easy to disconnect and forget how amazing it is. And so that's also uh, not just inspiring as aspiring new newbies, but also helping uh veterans stay connected to the craft they supposedly love. So they don't no. don't get into the job zone, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, um you know, and it's what I love too recently, um, you've gone beyond just talking about <clears throat> sorry, um, career coaching to just just talking about the, a lot of things that we've talked about, right? So it's one reason I want to have you on is like Um, we, we do have a lot of like maybe entry level people to the industry who are looking like, Hey, how do I break into touring? How do I do this thing? So I certainly want to go there, but you've recently started talking about things of like, Hey, when you are off and home, like what is your identity and, um, and dealing with that work-life balance and things like that is a lot of what we've talked about. Um, can you do me a favor though, uh, for those who don't kind of don't know your backstory and kind of why you're so passionate about how. how people can actually get to this industry can you give us just a very short story of kind of how you got into it and how you talk about like like the the most easiest way if you will when someone says hey how do i you know get into touring you know you kind of worked that roadmap like what did that Mm -hmm. look like
3: Yeah, well, it's exactly what I talked about in my my first book. Uh, uh, I wrote a very step-by-step book and kind of removed all the fluff and just gave the practical steps on on how I did it and how someone could replicate that with no experience, no connection. I was 18. Um, At the time, I was homeless, actually, living in my van. I'd been homeless since I was 15, and uh, I had recently tried to get my life together, and I met this lady that I was doing some side projects with, and she knew a guy that owned a stagehand company in Atlanta. And I was like, I was 18. I was like, stagehand, what is that? You know, and I played music and which was kind of what connected me to this lady to keep it short. And uh, she explained to me that it's, you know, labor and you go and you help set up concerts. And I'm like, they pay you for this? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah. You know, you go downtown Atlanta. I lived like uh, in my van about 45 minutes outside of Atlanta at the time in the city that I grew up in. And uh, and so I did. it. I got on the labor list. Um, And even though she was friends with the owner of the company, it was production arts workshop in Atlanta, PAW, they're still there. And uh, back then it was very bustling. The city of Atlanta was bustling. It was 2000, uh, 2001. And, uh, and so after I got on the labor list, I was like, well, this is great. I'll start working concerts. And, you know, I'm still living in a van. I'm completely broke. And I, I got a call to book my first gig the very next day, which was a standby position. And if you know what a standby position, it's like they filled the extra calls with few people, you know, a few extra hands because hands are notoriously not reliable and not showing up. So a standby would get the opportunity to do the gig. Long story short is I did a dozen of these in a row, almost talked myself out of not continuing to go downtown Atlanta Pay $8 of all the money I had to park, go to check in with the project coordinator just to get told no once again. But I kept doing this. And uh, the crazy thing was about the 10th time I was doing it, I remember getting told no. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I see the dock door open up at the Georgia Dome. And uh, I looked out at, and it was like all the lighting and um there was a, a company, those big, uh huge psych, psych lights or whatever, those massive lights out of Texas. They were setting up a bunch of those. And I was like, whoa, like, this is wicked. Like, uh, I still want to do this and try to figure this out, but I'm homeless. <laughs> uh, so anyways, um, I ended up accepting more standby calls. And it was like the dozen, dozen time I go go to check in. And I should you not, the night before, a friend of mine calls me uh, that I grew up with and that owns a construction company. He's like, hey, man, you want to Go work construction, you know, you can do this. I'll pick you up tomorrow with the guys and we'll, you know, you got you a job and a hundred bucks a day. And I said yes, essentially. And then that night I got a call to be a standby again. But the pull to this business is so hardcore, you know? And uh, so I went and did it. I got on the call. The guy was like, the project coordinator was excited for me. He was like, Kenny, you're on the call. And he's like, Hey man, I'm gonna put you on lighting. Uh, you know, it's hard, heavy work. You sure you're up for this? I'm like, dude. You have no idea. Like I was born for this, you know? And so, yeah, the rest is history. I I got on as a stagehand in Atlanta and was able to to work my way in and, and up in the industry.
0: That's crazy. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, obviously the story of your your mental health that you had between 15 and 18 probably played a huge role in you like looking back and being able to write your first book. How much how much of that do you go into, mm. uh, and how much of that do you still draw from as a, as an adult now in this industry and being so successful?
3: Yeah, I mean all all of it, of course. Yeah, because it was a, a shift into personal development when I was about sixteen. I met this guy that turned me on to "Who Moved My Cheese?" was the name of the book. If you ever if you haven't read it, read it. Uh, and then that turned me on to rich dad, poor dad. And then that set me on this personal development kick when I was about 16 of getting through drug addiction and all kinds of stuff, which that story, you know, moving into becoming a stagehand and, you know, finding the music industry, you guys know as well as I do that the music industry uh, is accepting of all types of people. And it was accepting of me, somebody that didn't have a high school, you know, diploma, uh, that had been strung out on drugs, that was literally living in my van at that point. But I didn't realize that like I could take all of that you know, strength that I had from overcoming addiction and really uh, finding stagehand work and put it into creating an incredible career um, off of being a stagehand. Most stagehands that I know have no clue the power that they have mm. in their position. Um, but I understood it so deeply. I was like, whoa, this is the launchpad for me to either become a tech or an engineer or designer or carpenter or something. I don't need a degree. I just need worth ethic and experience and relationships and competencies like I am in, you know? And so, yeah, man, I just kind of like, I think all of it, all of that hardship um, I put into now. And it's really obviously what feeds me so passionately on helping other people bridge the gap of their interest in the industry because hey anyone can become a stagehand anyone can become a local merch seller a runner Uh, there's all these other positions too not just stagehand work you know it's just the way that i got into it depends on your path right but like i said before it's also experienced people that i see on the road that are so disconnected that i also uh, get discouraged about that i really love coaching people that are veterans that are just like man I'm a dozen years into this, or I'm 20 years into this. Like, I, I'm just, what do I do? Like, I don't know. What am I doing? I'm just here for the money. What am I doing? You know?
0: Okay, we could probably. And so st- I like coaching. We could probably <laughs> stop the podcast here and go. You're going to be amazing for our community, and like, <laughs> I probably need some. I, I probably need some coaching, and so do these other two. So sold.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so when you talk about staying connected, are you talking about just the passion for what you're doing or what does that phrase mean to you in the way that you're using it?
3: Growth, to be honest with you, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, and you can feel a lack of growth on gigs. Yeah. Like when you're, when you, when you feel like you're just either not being challenged, not being respected, there's some sort of restriction of growth in some area with yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. You can feel that. And when you're not growing, it stunts everything. You know, and so for me, it's like it's about choosing the right relationships, the right mm-hmm. gig opportunities, the right family and teams to work with um, the right opportunities that are that are aligned so you can actually work happy. You know what I mean? Like there's a way to do this. There's a way to be selective, have personal boundaries and all of this. That's what I mean by being connected.
2: Can we just channel Grace Royce real quick, Kyle? What, what, what's Grace Royce's uh, famous line?
0: If you're coasting, you're going downhill. <laughs>
2: Or you can only coast downhill. Yeah, that's the, like, yeah. That's, that's 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 the coast and you're coasting, that's same going downhill, right? Like, it, yeah, that's yep. yeah,
3: yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's true. Well, hey, and you know, you got to put in also the work to grow. You know, there's yeah. work involved to get stay connected to get to connected. And what I find most is like so many people, especially in the veteran side of things, thinks it's just another gig, mm. like another gig will solve it. You know, and what we know is wherever you go, there you are. And, and you bring everything with you, you know, and it's not another gig, you know. And so when I coach people, most of the time, I'd say like 90 percent of the time, the people that I like I coach that want to quit and move on to see what's next, um, we're end up really able to come back and go, oh, actually, where I'm at now actually does have the right opportunities. I'm just not communicating it correctly to myself mm. and to the team and the people at B and the powers that B, And so. Yeah, connection. You know what I mean? It's, fu- it's yeah. funny. You,
2: you, uh, I, I screen. So, for those who don't know, who don't follow you on Facebook or Instagram or things like that, you know, you do post a lot of these, you know, your thoughts. And, you know, if people want to tell them up to being just motivational things, or whatever, but I mean, that's it, it's what it is, but it, it's it's solid, solid <laughs> stuff. You know, and, and along these lines, one of the things I screenshotted tonight before we jumped on was "quit lying to yourself." You are either doing whatever <laughs> it takes, or you are not. Uh, your prior priorities and standards are showing, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it just goes right along with that whole like, if you are coasting, you are going downhill type of thing. Like, just oh, yeah, I feel attacked showing your priorities. Or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel attacked.
3: Well, well, hey, you know, I post most of these quotes. I post them for me. Right. You know what I mean? It's not just hyperbole motivational stuff, although they can be inspiring. I post this stuff for me. you know that's these good. are reminders for me. like I'm human, you know you know I, I consider myself a a high performer, a doer, someone that's willing to to really lean into my potential and opportunities, which means that I am more adverse to all of the things like self-doubt and all these things that stand in my way, and so I post this stuff for me to keep me going so I can continue to share my message, you know
0: obsessive thought. Um, so so I have a really go for it Kyle go ahead Sam no Sam go
1: (laughs) so it's really interesting for me listening to you talk about this so how do you then choose the people you surround yourself with because there is that old saying of you are the sum of Mm. the five people you spend the most time with Mm -hmm. and I'm listening to you talk about this and I I've had the pleasure of working with camps that I personally think I'm a good fit for and love and are my road family and have done wonderful at helping me develop and grow. But at the same time, I've you know, we've all also had the opposite experience. Um, so for you individually, as someone who is doing this coaching and this teaching and, and really, quite frankly, living this from everything I've seen, I've been following you and listening to you speak. How do you choose your people to surround yourself with? And what is that vetting process like for you?
3: Uh, well, you know, it starts with me, uh, first and foremost, you know, like I just like anytime I I coach someone else on wanting something in their life, um, like new relationships and people or gigs or whatever, uh, it's always with the intention of, I assume I know myself, like, you know, it's, Mm. it's kind of like, uh, you got to get in tune with who you are, your values, your morals, like everything that and, and everything in my life is, is a byproduct of my own values and morals and, and all of that. Like my, my immediate close friends, um, are typically some non-industry folks. I have people that I connect with and the non-industry folks in different areas. You know, I, I also, um, am really big on mentorship. And so, uh, I find mentors in different areas of my life that I surround myself with. Like I, I have some respect for a friend of mine that's a father uh, and the way he's a parent and a father is tremendous to me. And so I go to him for father advice, you know, and I surround myself with him. Like I don't have a whole ton of like hang friends one because of the nature of our our lifestyle and our industry. And I just, I don't generally, but if you mean, how do I how do I vet work acquaintances and things like that? I mean, it's all relative uh, to quality and standards and like types of, um, you know, things people are involved in and, and things like that. Like I'm nice and, and connect and can, uh, appreciate relationships of different types with all kinds of people, but my inner relationships are small, you know what I mean? Like I know a lot of people I have a huge network, um, but like my relationships are small, you yeah. know? And so, and they're very similar to me. You know, they're very, uh, you know, aspirational people, driven people, high worth ethic, high qualities of standards, very empathetic, compassionate people, positive and optimistic people. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, the type of people I attract. So um, I just think it starts with me knowing me first and then I can bring people into my world that's authentic to that.
0: I, right? I like to talk about if that. Makes the, sense. Um, <laughs> if, if you leave the tour and you feel like, oh. Job's done, or you leave the gig and you're like, job's done. I can start the next thing. I mean, I think that's a clear indicator that you're maybe not surrounded the, with the people that are like, you, you're going to take the next gig with. Um, like, mm. like with Max and a, a lot of the artists I've worked with, I feel like if I feel like I'm family, I almost can't wait to get back out with them. You know, and. Mm and, and start the journey again. And I think that's one thing as a veteran that I've learned is like, uh, Chris and I have talked about it and I know Sam deals with it too, is just like the politics of the gig can make it awful for you, you know? And, um, once you can get that level of understanding with your client about politics, then you can work on that friendship. But if it's always politics, maybe that's just not the, not the place to be, you know? Um, it's a comfortable feeling when you leave tour, tour, you're like have the group chat on your phone and you're like, Hey, what's everyone doing? You know, Oh, I made it home. Like it, it's, it's caring and compassion, you know? And I think, I think that's what we're finding out a lot about this audio community that, you know, that we've kind of formed with our mentorship programs and things. Um, this is a huge part to everybody's life. Like you don't talk about this 80% of what we do, and your coaching is going to hit hard with some of these people. We're going to have to put links to your books and your, your uh, socials as well.
3: That's Certainly. It. Yeah, man, most definitely. Um, you know, you were talking about those continued relationships at the end of the road. Like, like, first of all, I just want to like impress upon your listeners that if there's nothing else you can understand today about career generally in this, it is relationships, you know, this whole game is a relationship game, even internally in companies, internally with artists, you and your the what I call the unspoken relationship, which is your brand, the thing that you can influence, but you can't control, you know, every, everything is is about relationship. And the ones uh, like at the end of a tour, you know, it, I, I never force it. You know what I mean? Like I always when it comes to relationship, I have a really through line with it when it, it, it comes to relationships is if they wanted to, they would. And if you wanted to, you would, mm. you know, and I just don't try to force anything. Like I want to connect with people one that I want to connect with and I want people that to want to connect with me. I don't try to force it. You know, I definitely try to break the ice and have conversation, uh, but I don't try to force a relationship through a need of some further relationship with somebody because it has to produce some sort of gig on the other side of it. You know, it's like I want to connect with authentic people
1: uh, and so I really like Does that that. Answer your
3: question by the way mm-hmm. Sam
1: <laughs> it did it really did and I it made me think of I had a I, I call him my tour buddy um, we've done several tours together he's one of our basically d3 ops is um, a very very good friend of mine um, and we were having a bit of a life chat the other day and he gave me one of the best pieces of advice I'd ever heard and I was like so not expecting it too. And it hit me like three days later. And he said, one of the best things you can do, not only for yourself, but also the people around you is just tell the truth. When someone asks how you're doing, (laughs) which is so simple because how many times a day do we walk up to our friends or our road family, or I walk out to front of house and I, you know, say good morning to our LD and, you know, maybe we have a cup of tea. Maybe we don't depends on how Loden's going. And, you know i just go how's your day and everyone says oh it's fine and how, how are you doing oh i'm good like you, you just it rolls off the tongue but i wonder what would happen and i've started doing it as i've started started really quite frankly telling giving the proper answer and there's a front of house engineer i spent a lot of time not a lot of time with but had the pleasure of teching for this year and we have we have two rules one is no dying rule number two is don't ask questions you don't want to know the <laughs> answer to um, and for those you know him, he's my dear friend Wayne Polly. And so, um, the rule number two, it's the same thing. Is you know, I go, I out of habit walk out the front of the house and go, "Oh, how's your day going?" And he goes, do "You really want to know?" I go, "I do." And we'll have a very honest conversation. Um, but I think it goes back to what you're saying of that authenticity. And Chris, you've talked about this a good bit. That quite frankly, the bullshit meter in this industry, and for everyone. Is now crazy off the charts, right? People people know. And it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I'm would really love to see what happens if we all started actually answering the questions we ask. Because Kenny, you're you're dead right. And it goes back to everything you've been saying. Of not only is it the relationships and the authenticity, it's how you're gonna I didn't think about this till now, but it's also a filter of that. It people. certainly is.
3: So oh. That's right. It's a way to vet. You, you, you had mentioned that before about how do I vet it? It's like, well, I just be me as authentically as possible. The cool thing about me is I'm not I'm not talking about, you know, being non empathetic and compassionate to other people's feelings and being like, screw you. Like, I actually love being a nice guy and respectful and compassionate, and considering and all those things, which in turn, it, I attract those types of people in my world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like po- positively does love company. Uh, even on a tour, believe it or not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Always though.
3: So let's
2: do this. Um, You know, one of your big things is, you know, how to get started in this industry. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, at least it's a lot of what the work you do is the early entry, you know, barrier things yeah. in this industry. So we'd be remiss to not, like, talk about those things right now. Uh, and while, yes, we do primarily have a audio based, you know, listenership, um, you know, uh, you do career coaching in the touring industry as a very wide base, right? So we, I'm 100% fine talking about this on a very wide scale and not audio based um but let's cover real quickly like what are some of the key things when the most common question in our industry is how do i get into touring right we and, and i'm fine focusing in on touring and not any other aspects of our industry while there are many other avenues within our industry of doing audio and things like that we're talking about touring tonight um so when you get that answer you know what are some and i know some of these but like what are some of your go-to answers to how do i get in the industry <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, how do you get on on tour? You know, well, it depends on your starting point, obviously. And it depends on what are we talking about with touring? Sure. You know, we need to, we need to really delineate uh, where we're going with this tour goal. You know, it's like you get a friend of mine did a Prius tour with a guitar friend of his. He did all the audio, drove the Prius. They were gone the road for 200 something days a year. They were touring. Like, right. what are we talking about here? Right. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Right. Like you want a tour, what are we talking about here? Yeah. And, and, and in what capacity are we talking about here? Also, another thing with touring is, uh, you know, your starting point. Tours do not hire generalists. They hire specialists. And so tour cannot place you. And so if you're wanting to get into touring, mm. you have to come correct. You have to, to be hireable relative to your position And the tours need and so you have to choose a specialty if you haven't already choose one let's just say you're local and and you you kind of do everything you know uh choose a specialty you know because if i get three resumes and i'm hiring a monitor engineer and i see one resume is like full production guy can do audio lighting sound and video one guy does front of house monitors lighting and then one guy does monitors i'm taking the guy that, that claims that monitors is his thing because mm-hmm. he obviously knows that even within audio monitors is his own specialty, his own discipline, even within audio, you know? And so that's what I'm talking about here. You got to come with a specialty. And so in order to get into touring, you go, okay, well, I want to become a monitor, my, uh, an audio engineer. Let's just say you don't even know it's monitors yet. Okay. You just want to do audio on tour. Fair. Then what you do is you need to close the experience gap. And you need to close the relationship gap, meaning you need to get enough experience in your current level that is leverageable to the next level, whatever that is for you. Ultimately, you can move this into touring, but we need to become a specialist. Right. And so if you're not already a specialist, we need to become a specialist through experience. You know, Uh, you need to become known as a specialist, because here's another thing with this touring industry. The industry in general is this is not a who you know business business. This is a who knows you business and you're going to get hired based upon who knows you as what. Uh, let's repeat that whole, <laughs> that, that
1: Can we just the, put that, that the, the, the last, whoop.
2: like the last two minutes. <laughs> repeat bold, that again.
1: Bold underlined it's capital not, it, letters. It, the, the, if you listen to nothing else, yeah, listen it's, to this.
3: Yeah. It's, yes. Well, and, and that's the case, right? Like this isn't a who, you know, business, you know, this is a, who knows, who knows you business. So meaning like, these guys, let's just say that you're active in the Signal to Noise Facebook group. These guys know you. You're in the same network. They could not possibly staff you on a tour because they don't know you like that. You're connected. You, you're in the same network, but, but you don't have the relationship, you know? And uh, that's how gigs are staffed, by the way. There's this something that I called uh, the three circles of referrals. And I'm not sure if I'm there yet, but but let me, let me just do the <laughs> overview so I don't miss any steps here you 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 know we're working on getting that that experience to become a specialist so you need to do local gigs let's just say you're a stagehand and you're like i need i want to do audio on tour at that point you want to go to stagehand gigs and focus on learning your comprehension of audio from from the ingredients you have i'm a stagehand great now i can go to work and be a learning machine you know i can learn everything about the cables the flow the desk the power, like anything I can possibly learn. I can talk to the the, the text to close my comprehension gap. Okay. That's the first level of experience. Then you, you reach out to your local sound company or your local or regional production company. And you say, Hey, I'm got local crew work. I've been a stagehand. I'm moving into audio. I really want to build a career in audio. Uh, I'm not sure yet front of house miners, i just love audio um i wanted to to talk about opportunities working with you guys here's my understanding if you start speaking the vernacular saying things about cables and different things like that they will understand your experience level your comprehension and then at that point uh you become a specialist in that shop maybe it takes you three months maybe it takes you a year year and a half whatever however long it takes it doesn't matter your experience is only get you're only gaining comprehension with your experience, comprehension and, can, and capacity. That's your whole mission. And when you can then become a specialist, you become hireable for tours. Um, uh, may may i continue to tell you, tell them oh, how how doors are that yes, yeah, yeah yes,
2: please for, for the record like let's here, go. here's what i love about is this, this good? why hold on why i have wanted to get you on for so long is is that um you know i think 3 quarters of what we talk about uh or the conversations we have is just you know just about like how to get in this industry or things you can do or paths you can take and all these things. And that, like, uh, w- what I love about what you do, <laughs> it's just like, it- you so simplistically talk about some of the things that we talk about over like so many episodes of like <laughs> how to get this industry or like how to make a name for yourself or like all those things. So, um, I'm just, I'm loving it. Yes. please, keep, please <laughs> Well,
3: that's awesome. You know, we, we as humans love to overcomplicate things and I love to just keep it simple because here's the truth of the matter is it is simple. It's simple to get on tour hard as hell to do it. Simple. The steps are simple. The idea behind getting experience, gaining competency, leveraging that to another level of experience and competency, leveraging that and so on and so on is the game. Mm. That is the game. You do the same thing with relationships, but that's the game, you know, and uh, and what that looks like is this stagehand work. Oh, choosing a specialty, learning enough about it to put yourself out there in an entry level position, become a specialist. At that point, you learn audio. You, you, you give yourself to it, you know, you let it take you, you know, and maybe it takes you to front house. Maybe it takes you to monitors, maybe it takes you to system engineering, whatever that looks like. You let the, you let the craft take you. And then you're ready for touring opportunities, you know, and then you take, you leverage that regional experience. You make sure it looks good on a resume, a touring resume, by the way, which is completely different than a corporate resume. Yep. I must say <laughs> there are some different things to it. And then, uh let me just explain to you how tours are staffed real quick. This is important. I call this the three circles of referrals, okay? If I was a production manager and I needed to hire a monitor engineer, the first thing I would do is I would reach out to my circle of monitor engineers and other people that I might know that might know a monitor engineer. I reach out to my first circle. If they don't uh if they're not available, I say, "Hey, who do you know?" that might be available. And then they go to their their circles, okay? Because everybody has a circle of, of mm-hmm. network, right? They go to their relationships. That's the second circle. If their relationships are not available, they ask them, hey, who do you know? And it goes to the third circle. The thing is, is the further away the referral gets to the production manager, the more riskier it is. Because we're not just trying to hire a monitor engineer. We're trying to hire a monitor engineer that can not just do the work, but that we can live with on the road. It's a whole different thing. It's a whole different yes, hiring 100%. consideration. And so so then what happens is, is if the third circle doesn't know anyone that's available, then it gets pushed to the cold hiring process in places like BobNet. You know, nothing is BobNet. It's great. There's some huge gigs that get staffed on BobNet. And if you understand that those gigs went through the three circles of referrals and landed on BobNet desperately, <laughs> like by the time they've made it to Facebook groups and stuff, they don't know anybody.
0: Hmm. Ooh,
3: and I- that's been a problem even long before the pandemic. Like this is literally the reason why I even created my first courses and stuff was because of this problem right here. Like I got a lot of top techs going, sitting at home going, man, there's no gigs. There's no gigs. But then all these top PMs and TMs are going, we can't find good people, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, well, relationships aren't there, you know, three circles of referrals. So if you're seeing these big gigs getting sat on Bobnets because You know, nobody's in those circles. So our mission here is not to be the best tech or or whatever. We want to bring quality and greatness to our work, but it is to be in the conversation of those circles. To be in the conversation of the circles, because you might do what everyone else does and text their 10 people on their relationship list and say, hey, man, if you hear anything, I'm looking to fill my schedule. If you're thinking of me or, or please think of me, if you hear something cool, everyone did that to that person. Mm-hmm. They do it to me all day long. I literally probably have Tim right now in my messaging mm-hmm. saying, Hey man, I need to, I need, I'm looking for a gig. If you hear of anything, of course I'm not going to hear of anything from those people. And so, uh, or of course I'm not going to think of something, think of all those people when I hear of something, I sure. might think of who the person that, that is deepest in the conversation with me, mm-hmm. which means the person I'm probably last in conversation with through texts and phone calls interacted with somehow, You know, that kept up with me, my relationships, you know, it's where they're going to go to first because I have my own three circles. Right. And so our whole mission here when we're building the career is to build relationships, not just networking, but relationships.
1: So. what advice
2: (laughs) yeah yeah, no this is freaking gold and for the record we're never going to get to all of the gold nuggets you have which is and we'll plug this at the end of how to get connected with you in terms of career coaching right but so (laughs) uh, like that's gonna be my whole like you know aim at the end of this is like hey this is just like the freaking fairy dust of like what potential communications you can have with kenny here in terms of your career (laughs) but um in terms of um relationships versus networking what advice yeah. do you have for people for curating those relationships?
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it obviously depends on intention, you know, what's the point of the relationship, why, um, you know, uh, where you're at and, and, and what we're talking about here. So if we're talking about a stagehand on a gig, I'm trying to build a relationship and a connection, or are we talking about our deep relationship that we end up getting our gig opportunities from? Like, what are we, what are we talking
2: about here? Um, um, Chris? Let's go, let's go just beyond being the stage hand. Okay. So like you've been in the industry for a minute. Maybe you've worked some local stage okay. gigs. Maybe you're working as a house tech, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're been in here for a minute, right? I mean, the average people who are maybe, we, we, maybe within our community have probably been here for a minute, at least uh, working a house gig, working for a local production company or whatever. What's that like next stage level relationship look like?
3: The, the next stage for somebody like that, that kind of wants to move what, like towards into touring or, sure. or, yeah. or yeah, what, but because, but it, it, okay. Cause it does matter, right? Sure. Like it, it does matter. You know, you don't, that's the thing going to these networking events and stuff like that. Like, like what Sam talked about, like who, who are the people that I'm connecting with? Mm. You know, if I've got so much standards and qualities, like who would I connect with? I'm not going to just go to network with everybody and anybody. I want to have an intention and a reason to connect with groups of people. You know, like maybe in my early days, but now these days, it's just like, man, I want to have really good quality relationships that bridge the gap to opportunities um, of expansion and of growth, whatever that looks like, you know. And uh, and so it, it's, it's hard for me to say, like somebody that's at a company that's maybe wanting to get on tour. You know, cause to, to be honest with you, Chris, touring is, is, is my thing and touring, especially touring is such a relationship game. And so if I may touch upon the relationships on, on tour and some of the strategies that I could, that I could recommend for the touring side of things. So like, if you're a sound guy or girl and you're working with a, a company, okay, understand that there is a person that says, yeah, this person would be good for that gig. This person is probably good for that gig this person's good for that gig. Or there's another person that's a crew chief that says, I want that person on my gig. I want that person on my gig, right? There's always people in the way of these opportunities. It's always a conversation. It's always a person. It's always a consideration of you, you know? And if I was a sound person on the road, working at one of these companies, man, I would be intentional about building relationships and rapport with the people that are booking the shows, with the crew leads and the crew chief, like, like start showing them uh, the example that you are, you know, start showing your worth and bringing your value, start expressing the things that you're interested in, you know, going obviously above and beyond, like some of those things shouldn't even be said, you know, your worth ethic should be, uh, you know, obviously consistent and quality, but like, and remember that's part of your unspoken relationship. Like your worth ethic is part of your relationship, whether you realize it or not, like, Like everything is by relationship. I
2: I, I would argue that the to that point that the people around you that work in that camp are the ones who are likely going to be the person who make it break you getting the next gig because they're gonna be the first hand referral of, you know, when uh like when again when hey i want to you know hey have you heard of you know kyle you've been around for a minute so this is kind of hard to use as an analogy uh but you know but uh but like sam or whatever right it's like you know like we all know somebody within the industry right and like the the um you're never going to go with i'll give this analogy of like you're never going to go with the person that you have listed on your referral list you're going to go with somebody you know in that camp who is not on that referral list is going to give you the complete unbiased position uh, or thought about that person sam seems like you're chomping at the bit here to talk about this but like you you know what i'm saying here on on this circle so
1: i think it goes two ways right One from someone who I'm really lucky and I often get asked, Hey, who do you know for this sort of thing? Right. Whether it's various audio positions generally just given my specialty is audio systems. So that's kind of the people I know where I spend my time. Um, And I very frequently get asked by PMs or TMs or whatever, Hey, you know, who, who do you know that can do this thing? Right. As, Mm -hmm. as one does as Kenny just very eloquently boiled down for us. So You get asked that question, and this goes two ways for me personally. One, I want to know that whatever name I give is going to do a good job. Like, I want to know that if I'm going to back somebody, they're worth their salt, because that's also a reflection on me, right? Is the names I put forward directly tell you not only something about me and the people I keep company with, but also what my opinion is. And that's, if you're asking for it, that has to be worth something, right? And that also goes back to that relationship of saying, okay, if you're trusting me enough and we have that sort of relationship where you're asking for my opinion or my advice, I'm more than happy to give it to you. But I would rather give no name to say, I don't know anybody than recommend someone who maybe isn't a good fit or can't do the job or something like that. Now, the other side to that is when my name comes up, I want people to go or I I run into this a lot where I I do gigs and people be like oh I've I've seen you in passing or I follow you on Facebook or we're Instagram friends because we have a hundred something mutuals and we just haven't quite run into each other at dinner yet sort of thing and also at that point for me I it's very important to me to go when I meet someone they go okay, this matches up with everything I've heard and everything I've seen and everybody else I know, right? I, I, What I really don't want is for there ever to be this massive discrepancy in between who I am and also that sort of, not maybe reputation, but that personal brand that Kenny kind of touched on.
3: Yeah, Hey, you know, that's a good, that's a good point, Sam. That is the unspoken relationship that I'm talking about. Your personal brand, you know, is your unspoken relationship, you know, how, how people feel about you when you're talked about, when you're not in the room and things like that. But the thing is, is we don't get to control that, Mm, right? You know, we could influence it. We can try our best to influence it, but we don't get to control that. You know, what's crazy is like, I'm the optimistic, positive guy and all of this, but like, it's not always well received. You know what I mean? Like my intentions are always not well received by people. And especially on the, in the tour life, um, there's actually been uh, an issue one time in the past with a really prominent gig that I was on uh, where the production manager uh, got pitted the crew against me because they were like, this guy's fake and phony. No one could be that positive all the time. You know, like literally had no comprehension how someone could be that nice all the time.
2: (laughs) What's take this full circle i did call you because i sort of had a similar vibe i mean just straight up i'm like is this guy for real i'm dead serious right like i mean like there is a little bit of like how can someone be so the positive thing Right. Like, I mean, that was like, that was part of why I called you before, like, interacting with like, hey, should we have you on all these things? So I'm like, "Eh," because (laughs) let's face it, not everybody is the most forward facing positive thing. And so for some people, especially in the let's take it for a second to the corporate environment, is that, yes, sometimes that can be seen as a phony front and a um, selling front as opposed to like, no, no, this Jew is legit
3: yeah yeah for sure you know but again i i don't worry so much about it you know like whatever at the end of the day um it's about authenticity and uh dude i've done but
2: it's what we had a you know it's way different to have it's one thing like and this is why like i was excited to just make this happen is like again it's one thing to see you know you can post all the shit anybody but you you can post all the shit you want but like let's have a conversation. And the second you have a verbal conversation with somebody, it's a completely different thing than the words on a screen or in a book or whatever.
3: Yeah, most definitely, you know, and uh, uh, talking about the hiring process though, with tours, if you think about the risk that TMs and PMs take on, on some of these new hires, never having even a conversation and having to bring them on the bus and stuff these days, like it's tough, you know, and it's so, and it's so important To think about, I have something, your listeners will like this. I have something that I teach called social resume. And it is using your social media with intention uh, to put your best foot forward. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, the hiring parties are going to look at your social media. Uh, They should. 100%. I mean, they could, they, they get to, they Look, get to as, actually as a hiring so
2: person who hires tons <laughs> of freelancers and full-time people. Yeah. 100%. The first thing, when I hear your name, what I'm doing is I'm stalking your ass on all the social media yeah, accounts. Yeah. Just saying, hey, that's what happens.
0: And and I'll tell you what, with the, the discourse of everything that goes on around us socially now in this industry and outward, I have... 4 years ago I started sharing all my public everything I post is public everything yeah. I don't have a private account I don't post anything that's questionable you can see my family you can see my work you can see everything every movement you know and and there's a lot of fessin in social media like people will post stuff when they're not really happy but they'll post some happy shit but other than that I think full disclosure in the public eye is huge for this industry. It really is because like you said, we don't know who's getting on the bus with us anymore. Yep. We really don't. And you know, it, it, it just, it helps. It helps yep. so much.
3: Yeah. I'm no I, doubt, man. And Chris, to, and I'm sorry to, to inter, interject Sam, but to your point, Chris is like, I still though as optimistic and positive and inspiring and all of that stuff that I do share, I still talk about my homelessness and my, my, uh, you know, overcoming drug addiction. And, and I still share the things that I struggle with and uh, you know, my marriage and all all kinds of things that I've gone through uh, to get here because it's important, you know, our, our, our mess is our message. And it's important that other people, especially in the, in the touring world, I've had a lot of people reach out to me because of my story. Cause um, I had somebody join crew coach recently that goes, dude, I was homeless too. And I got on as a stagehand and, Stagehand work rescued me. You know, it's like, great. I'll keep telling that story. Who who else do I know that I that I can resonate with because of being honest? And like you, Kyle, it's public, man. I don't have anything to hide. Public.
0: public. Don't hide nothing. So, if you're if you're doing the right thing, you so, shouldn't have to hide your shit. Ahead, that's all I'm saying.
3: That's right. That's right. And the right gigs will become available to you putting yourself out there in that type of way. Yeah, you know for sure uh, and you can use it to your advantage you can net you can network and relationship build with it to your advantage one of the things that i like to do from a, a high level relationship tactic to keep the relationships going is I will take every single bi-weekly weekly some people I'll take my phone or my facebook messenger text list and I will go in and i will message people from and i, and I do appreciation text every day by the way to maintain relationships i probably even sent you one Chris it it, it helps you take it
2: one step further you sent a video message uh uh not only just a text you sent like a video message like hey chris i appreciate you thinking about you this idea like like that was like a whole other level yeah yeah yeah
3: (laughs) and and and, and i'm sitting here now listen i i really want to tell you and your listeners how important this is over this last christmas i and, and it's not even just a holiday message or whatever i do this to people All the time, every single day, I have an alarm that goes off at 3 p.m. It reminds me to send my appreciation text. It's something that I've I've done for years. Okay. by the way, the one at noon tells me to send a text to my wife to tell her how I feel about her because that that relationship is the most important in my life. But anyways, I digress. So three texts a day and you've probably gotten one where I share my appreciation for the people in my life whether there's an, a, there's no expectation of return from this. It's an exercise in me being able to connect with people. And sometimes I do this relationship, uh, this with relation, uh, with industry people. I did this over the holidays to a top PM that I toured with, um, on Bon Jovi. And he called me to do Def Leppard. You know, I couldn't, I was booked cause I was on Jonas Brothers. Let me pick all these names back up.
1: <laughs> but, but you see what
3: I'm saying here is because right. I literally sent while I was walking down the street on an exercise. I stopped for a second. I was like, I need to message Chris. And I videoed him and I said, hey, Chris, I just wanted to tell you I, I was thinking about you. I hope you're doing awesome. Uh, I'm sure you are because you're awesome. It, hey, man. it it uh,
2: was like hands down one of the <laughs> most meaningful texts I had like gotten in literally years. Like I yes. mean it. Like I mean it was like do this. Holy do this. shit.
3: Do this to everyone in your text list tomorrow. Don't vet them. It doesn't matter how long it's been. If you can remember something about them even better. One of my tour manager friends, um Janet, she tour manages some of the top artists. toured with her about 8 years ago and Wait, uh, Janet Janet who? Uh, maybe I shouldn't say her last name. I don't know. Oh, but anyways. oh
2: Well, uh, so afterwards, I'm pretty sure it's the same Janet. And I went to tour with her. So she's awesome, by the way. It was the same Janet.
3: So Janet has this thing that she does on social where she posts pictures of sewer drains.
2: Yes. Same Janet. Okay. Yes. It's cool, the same cool,
3: cool, <laughs> So I've known Janet for a really long time. She's a dear friend of mine. Yes. So to th- something to maintain relationships. So all the time, every time I think of Janet, every time, by the way, Every month however, however, whenever I'll text Janet. Sometimes it's a picture of a sewer, Jane. And I'll say, I was just yes. thinking about you. I hope you're doing yes. great. I cannot tell you over the eight years, Janet has called me for so many gigs. And I have told her no every time but once. And she still calls me the power of relationships. You maintain yes. the relationships without the expectation of something in return. You maintain the relationships because you care about these people. Yes, I maintain a relationship with a friend uh, with a guy for over fifteen years before it turned into a gig opportunity. I was doing it because I love the guy, and it turned into a gig opportunity. You know, um, and so maintain the relationships with the people that you really care about that you want to actually mm. continue. And it can be as simple as a an emoji with a fist bump it can go a long yep. way because you may hit them at the right moment where they go. Oh, my gosh. Actually, yesterday I got a uh, a call, then a text. I got to call him back from a production manager, big-time production manager. Fortunately, I'm going to have to tell him no. <laughs> uh, but because of that same reason, because I messaged him a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, mm-hmm. man, I just want to tell you I love and miss you. It's been too long. I'm so sorry that I haven't been as in touch as I should have been um over this past few months. Just wanted to, to, to tell you, hey, I was thinking about you. And then he called me for a gig today. I didn't ask him for a gig. He just called me for one. Because I was in the conversation in his head, so that's all I'm saying. That's the game.
2: No, it is. Um, so let's do this. I knew we are up against the proverbial clock of about an hour ish here, but you know, ooh, there's so much to go here, and 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 we do have a couple questions at the end that we typically do. And I'm going to get there. I want to go one other place before we before we get there, and and then uh, and I'll have definitely have you tag all the places to find your your stuff uh, and people to get connected with you. <clears throat> You made a recent post, um, and um, we've talked about this in terms of the Rodeo Clinic and things like that. Um, uh, the start of it is, is: are you are you depressed or disconnected? Um, um, talking about the idea of um, identity, right? And like touring mm-hmm. is is what we do, and not who we are. Um, and oh, that's I'm not. not that's um, look, yeah. without throwing into the bus, Call like you texted yeah. us a day and you're like, hey, I got three days off and this is crushing me right and yeah. and like you know here you are in like secaucus north jersey want to be home with your family and you're you're on this great tour you just got to see me two days ago yet however you know all it takes is one day of being off and not having the thing to focus on whether you're on tour and have a day off or whether you come home from tour and have this lag um that's a very real thing uh that we deal with as an industry um and Sam I know you're itching here. I'm going to go to Kenny first and then you could talk. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um uh you know, you know Kenny, you've been doing it for 20 some years. You, you've done the come home from tour, you've done you've done with the the days off type of thing. That idea of that this industry is not our identity. I'm like I'll be the first one to admit that uh, while I haven't toured in 13 years, I still do production work outside of here, and like that post gig law of not having the endorphin rush of doing a shows and this that and the other, like really does a mental strain on you. And and like most of us, like yourself, who've been doing this since we basically got out of high school, like like this is our identity, right? So, but but it's not. Um, can you kind of speak into that a little bit more and, and how mm-hmm. you cope with that and maybe some advice for some people to cope with that? And then Sam, I know uh, it sounds like you wanted to itch in on this, but I'm going to let Kenan go with this on the first.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, hey, thanks. Uh, Sam, you sure you don't want to go first?
1: <laughs> um, I actually All just right. want to tag on to it, if you don't mind. Give me like 10 seconds.
3: Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it.
1: So it's kind of to tag on to that question, I – Saw this post, which is why my face went like that. Cause I was like, I saw this post and then I immediately opened Instagram and this reel popped up that said, I was at dinner the other day and I was asked to describe myself without, or maybe she was talking to a therapist. It was something like that. And <laughs> this woman basically was saying, Have you ever described yourself without labeling yourself? or saying anything about what you do or your relationship to other people mm. as Gosh. an exercise. How often <laughs> do you do something like that or that equivalent, or is that a thing you do? Adding on to kind of Chris's question the same vein.
3: <laughs> um, y- yeah, I mean, I, I I think I understand what, what you mean. Um, but yes, I would say that I, Identity is a funny thing. Okay. It, there's, there's really healthy identity out there. I mean, there is some level of identity where you want to say, I'm a guitar tech. I'm a, I'm a front of house engineer. I'm a, I'm a monitor because it allows you to take ownership of the role so you can uh, bring forth the qualities of you to perform that role. However, uh, the truth of the matter is, is the work that you do is just that. It's just the work that you do. You're really doing it with all the qualities of you of who you actually are. You know, it could be a different person in the work and produce a different result because of the different qualities of who you are in the work. I always like to say your your role is not being hired. A monitor engineer, a front house engineer is not being hired. You're being hired in the role. You know what I mean? A touring front house engineer is is not being hired. You are being hired in the role. And so there's there's the separation right there. You know, and so we have to do our job to understand that there is healthy identity. So you can take ownership of that role. But understanding that who you are, you are this complex spiritual being to say that you are just a position, just a, a part of traveling. You know, like you you are the probably the makeups of what traveling did for you, you know, and who it helped you become you know, you are the outcome of such things, uh, and the many shows and the roles and the responsibilities. Um, but you bring you to all of it, you know, and that's one th- reason why I can coach somebody that's a veteran that's disconnected because I'm a lot, I can help them get back connected to bring them the right, them to all aspects of their lives, home life and the work life, you know, there, it, and it's not about balance. It's about, uh, kind of that, that, uh it, it, you can't balance something that's that's already dynamic. Life is dynamic. Life is constantly pushing and pulling at you. Your career is pushing and pulling at you. Your Relationships push and pull at you. The your responsibilities push and pull at you. It's about integration. You know, it's about prioritizing your identity and understanding who you are so you can bring it to all things that you do. You know? Hopefully that explains it.
2: It does. It, it Com- yeah, I want to hear from you.
0: So <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on different stuff because uh, you've worked for a lot of cool folks. You really have. You've you've been completely blessed mm. with the list of folks that you've been with. Um, how was Bieber? No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I love I love <laughs> Justin. The kid was I, awesome, dude. I love I love Justin. I have a story that goes that it's I on know, a couple dude. episodes he's, now. He's great. He is a, an amazing human. So what are you working on? Okay. So you've done like country and super pop and a bunch of other stuff. What do you want that you haven't done before? What, what kind of style of music or what kind of tour do you want to go on that you, 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 you're pushing forward, you're doing this thing and you're like, you totally get this offer for a gig and you've never done nothing like that. Well, what would that look like?
3: Um, to be honest with you, there's, there's not it anymore, Kyle. Truth be told, I, I've turned down even some if, even this if, even past if, even if,
0: year that was uh, even if Slayer comes back, you'd say no. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Hanneman comes back from the dead, and man, you'd say I'll... no. I'm not guitar talking for Jeff Dead Hanneman.
3: <laughs> oh, so we can bring back dead people? Yeah, bring back dead people. Do, <laughs> do whatever, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I'm I'm dead serious, man. Like I don't have, uh, I don't have that artist or show anymore. Um, it's really just a situation. Yeah, Um, because if you and I think I sent you guys my kind of list of some of the artists that I worked with, there was a period about six years in there where I production managed and I tour managed and uh, because I thought, well, that's my top. Like, that's what you do, right? You move progressively into the next level of responsibility, became a production manager. Loved it. I'm good at bigger picture stuff, putting pieces together, became a tour manager. Didn't love it. Uh, (laughs) You know, I, I understand it. I know how to do it. I'm not bad at it. I just didn't love it. You know, and to be honest with you, TMing and PMing required me to bring the work home seven days a week. So I didn't love that. And so I went back to doing lesser responsibility roles so I could leave the work at work.
0: Yay. Thank you, Covid. Sorry, I don't know if that's c I'm
2: clapping. Yep. I'm clapping. No, 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 no. That's like yeah, that's yeah. that's but this goes back to this goes back to the identity question, right? It's like and yeah. this is like um like this you can even take this same concept into what i do in the corporate you know audio video lighting sphere of like <clears throat> You have different disciplines within, say, working for a production company and, like, being a warehouse tech and being an audio tech, video tech, you know, um, logistics persons, a warehouse operations, whatever, right? Like, the pinnacle is not necessarily the most highest management, the most highest stress, the whatever. The pinnacle is, like, doing what you love, doing it really well, and just being, like, quite frankly, like, a happy life, right? Like, like there, there's something to be said for, again, like... The opposite of the conversation of what are you going to do when you grow up or, or what's next, right? Like it's okay to be really freaking good at the thing that you're really good at for a really long time, regardless of whatever pay scale, regardless of whatever – stature or level of client like for instance like you know um I, I went in and hung out i went to i got to see go see thrice well um and and i connected with the front of house engineer before the show and was like hey can we just meet up and say hey and talk to him I'm like hey what have you been doing you know and like he's like yeah i've been with thrice for like 15 years you know and and like you know thrice is a type of band that does max 2000 cap type venue place whatever and he's like i've never really felt the need to like go to the, you know, quote unquote, you know, A, B level, like tour level. And like, I'm like, yeah, but that's okay. Like, it's okay to do your thing really solidly for a really long time. And it'd be very gratifying for what you're doing. It's not about, did you do X, Y, Z artists on stadium arena level thing? Like that is okay.
1: So I think a really another common way I encounter this as a system engineer is that a lot of people see system techs. As, for lack of a better term, maybe not failed mix engineers or people that haven't gotten there. It's it's another path to front of house, um, which mm. can be true in some cases. Um, I personally have learned for myself that I I don't want to mix. I am sitting in the chair I want to sit in, and I absolutely love it. Um, hey, I don't want to is Sick. I know. I love this stress, Kyle. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> but I get I'm a asked, horrible S-E. I get asked a ton if I want to mix and I am flattered and I am honored and people are constantly surprised when I say no to the point of which, like I wrote an article about it in LSI. Um, (laughs) And while because of that perception and while maybe that's true for other people, I absolutely love the chair I'm sitting in. Now that doesn't mean that I don't want to grow. I'm still trying to get better and better and better at it. I'm always trying new things. and I absolutely want to do bigger shows or different genres and you know i I jump around a lot but back to what you're saying
3: of yep may i say to that point sam about growth there because that is what it is about like if you're not growing you're dying and you'll feel that in your position if you have a connection to the craft there's always another level you can take it there's always another level of understanding of application of discipline of consistency of quality that you can take your current craft I mean, even 20 years of touring into this industry and I am right now actually transitioning uh, an old rig into this new digital rig and I'm diving into manuals and books and calling and I'm like having to learn this new gear, you know, like even 20 years in, you know. And so it, it is always just about growth uh, where you're at.
2: So speaking Absolutely. of which, I quote one of your social media posts um (laughs) i screenshot a couple going (laughs) in this episode knowing that i want to kind of go there right so along the lines of growth um make career moves based on growth not money Uh, Mm -hmm. if you are not challenged um and growing in your career i'm sorry if you are not challenged and growing in your career and if you don't feel a sense of community contribution and purpose no amount of money will bring uh will be enough to make you feel happy and aligned Mm
1: -hmm. um
2: uh, so yeah, that goes along the line with that. So anyway, all right, let's do this. Um, yeah, uh, we have a traditional kind of three questions or so we do at the end. Let's do them. Before we do do that, um, let's. Can you briefly summarize where people can find you, what career coach is, and all of those <laughs> things, the books, and yeah. whatever you want to plug in that vein?
3: Okay, sure. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, I just want to thank Sam, Chris, and Kyle, man. Like. Thank y'all so much. Thanks for giving me the blessing to come on here and share. Like I really do uh, feel like um, everybody uh, should just like be connected and passionate and excited and happy to be doing this and getting to do what we love to do. Because I mean, if you came from where I came from, uh, man, every day is a blessing. You know, it's it trips me out sometimes getting to do the stuff that we get to do. Uh, and I grew up on a dead end dirt road from Georgia. You know what I mean, like it's, it's amazing. And so, uh, definitely don't want to take it for granted. Um, if you don't know what coaching is, by the way, it's different than mentorship. Uh, coaching is someone that can help you, uh, be held accountable from an overall career standpoint. Um, I'm fortunately a mentor because I have been doing 20, uh, year plus years in the industry. So I do mentor, uh, but specifically I can help you strategize your overall career, help you figure out how, uh, to outreach and follow up and who to reach out to and how to bridge the gap to getting where you are now to where you actually want to be with your career. It doesn't matter if it's starting out um, or you are 20 years in, we just had uh, somebody join crew coach that was 17 years in the corporate world. And within three weeks, she booked the uh, video EIC with Elton John. And Sick. so that's the type of stuff that we're doing. We're helping. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Um, You know, we have a, a deaf girl in our group who had uh, dreams of doing this industry, was homeless, actually, became a stagehand and literally in a short amount of time, became a stagehand, started working with Rhino, started working with some other companies, started working with SIR, found that backline is what she wants to do. And now I believe probably is the first deaf backline person, uh, probably in the industry, working with SIR in Vegas. And she is because of the coaching and crew coach. So that's some of the stuff that we're doing in Crew Coach, which is pretty exciting. doesn't matter what area of the industry, we can help you get there. We have people that are wanting to be tour managers, audio, lighting, video. Like it doesn't matter. Career principles are general and the same all across the industry, all across the board. If you want to get on tour, I can help you do it. We have people um, in Australia. Uh, We just had somebody in London book the Harry Styles Tour. It's her very first tour as a lighting uh, person. So she's on that. So we have a lot of really cool um, movement happening in Crew Coach, and it's very important uh, in our industry, because as we move and, and the industry grows, um, I just want to to really be a positive influence on not just the new people, but the people that are, that are existing now. Like we have a really great um, opportunity and I really feel like some people don't see it like that. And I want to help people stay connected to the incredible thing that touring is. So if you visit crewcoach.co, that's crew coach. You can learn all about Uh, career coaching and touring crew. It's insanely affordable, by the way. It's 47 bucks uh, a month to join. And uh, there's all kinds of training classes and courses. Um, We do weekly coaching sessions. There's assessments. There's uh, meetups. We have all kinds of things that we do. Um, There's also a podcast that we do, a private coaching podcast called The Crew Room, um, that's seven days a week in there. And so there's a lot of support for you every single day of the week. Um, we want to make sure that you you stay focused on your career so you can actually move the needle forward and get to where you want to be. Uh, if you want to follow me on Facebook, just go to Facebook forward slash Kenny Barnwell. But I want to do something for your listeners, though. I,
0: I, like, already, can I, I already did it your listeners I sent something? you a message already during the podcast. <laughs> <I already> did. <laughs> what did you do? I added you on Facebook where, and I okay. sent you a message already. I need coaching. This okay. is your. This is your thirty-three. Check this message? I don't know. I sent a little nude, little nude, little nude. <laughs> no. Oh well, hello. No. Well, hello. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to give your listeners something, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to give you guys. I taught a master class. I sell this master class for twenty-seven bucks. Um, it's helped a lot of people learn about touring. I teach about resume i teach about the key ingredient to never stop to never have gigs stop coming um as well as uh the exact thing you need to know to take the next step in your career mm-hmm. and so if you guys want this masterclass, if your listeners want it it's about an hour-long masterclass that's just for my crew coach listeners but i'll unlock it and give it to you guys uh, or i'm sorry i unlocked it to give it to you guys right before i joined so if y'all want it i would yeah. love to give it to you absolutely, absolutely awesome okay yeah i don't know how to share uh, that so do we
2: need a special link for that or what are we yeah uh, okay the, yeah we'll, so i'll we'll send talk, you guys we'll talk, a link we'll talk about afterwards on how to get that link uh we we'll put that in our description and in, probably in our discord Perfect. server yeah it's and, easy uh, it's
3: it's crewcoach.co forward slash free masterclass. there you go uh, but we'll put the put the link in there yeah awesome. forward slash free masterclass. co yeah check it out i would love to coach you and help you get to the next level um it's awesome let's do awesome. it awesome
2: all right. So, um, Sam, let's, uh, let's hit your, uh, question. All right.
1: Kenny. so what do you wish you knew when you first started? Uh,
3: what I wish I knew when I first started, gosh, that. that <laughs> man, to be honest with you, I, I think just that, um, if I knew that the career that I have built was available for me, really like this, young homeless guy, high school dropout guy with the GED was actually able to build the career that I was, I would have not taken so long. Like i had, I had a pretty, uh, really incredible career, but like there were so many times because of the inconsistency of filling my schedule and trying to figure out how to do this, that I was like on the fence of wanting to talk myself out of, of staying in this industry and maybe just going to get some regular gig, gig mm. regular job. You know what I mean? If I knew that, that there are methodical steps to take, to build the career that I've created now, uh, I I wish then I I would have uh, not wasted so much time thinking there was some other option
0: for me. (laughs) That's
2: awesome. Kyle hit the food one.
0: So we're coming to visit you. Where are you taking us to eat in what city?
3: (laughs) Well, you're going to come visit me. uh, Oh gosh. Where and in what city? Well, we're going to go to Glasgow uh, Scotland, because we're going to okay. go to Mother India and have the best Indian food in the world. Oh, there I
1: was go. just there, dude. So good.
3: One. Mother number India. One. Oh, man. I got the cookbook. I brought a cookbook fin- back home last there's time I was there.
1: There's a cookbook? Oh, yes. So Finley <laughs> took us. Finley took our team, and I owe Finley Oh, Finley. Okay. To,
2: to Mother India?
3: Yeah. That's
2: so good. That's awesome.
3: Not to mention Glasgow is cool yeah
2: glasgow is definitely super cool um all right kenny uh so we typically close out with this question um if you could define your legacy or how you'd want to be known
3: how would you define that um um, as an example as an example of how it could have been lived Uh, sincerely, man. Like I, I'm like, I think about this question a lot because I have two kids now. I'm, I'm actually turning 40 in a few months
0: dad, dad, and dad, uh, dad, I have two dad, children. Dad, under,
3: dad. yeah, I have two kids under two. <laughs> uh, one, one is 20 months old. One's almost five months old. And I think about this question a lot. And it's like, you know, uh, I see a lot of parents settling down. You know, they get regular things and they get stability and security and that's cool. But my wife and I have always wanted to continue to travel the world with our kids. My wife is a, a professional dancer and, and an actor, um, and I am working on building my, my speaker, author, coach career. And, uh, you know, I just think about the example that I'm leaving for my kids. My kids definitely don't do as I say, <laughs> but they definitely <laughs> do as you do. And uh, I think one of the biggest disservice that parents can do with their, to their kids is to, to not to give up on their dreams because they had Mm. kids, you know, uh, I I think that you can, can do both. And, uh, that's what my wife and I are doing. We're, we're being examples for our children uh, that you can do both and you can still be a present parent. So.
2: No, that's freaking awesome. So Kenny, I'm glad we finally, uh, on the date, even though I almost screwed up this week. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) We might have to have a part two. We might have to do a follow-up to this. uh,
2: Yeah, I think, Kenny, we need to get you in our Discord. Um yes. I think, you know. Um and for those who we talk about Discord a lot. If you don't know what our Discord is, many of you do, because I see you there, um there is a link in our description of every episode of how to get the Discord. Um Facebook is great. Um no dismiss to Facebook, but our Discord Discord community is
0: really
2: there's a lot of lifeblood there more than Facebook. There's job board postings, there's mentorship, there's all these channels of all these things. There's access to a lot of people who give you a lot of information. I highly suggest that you go there. um, Pictures of your pets. By that, I mean like not us knuckleheads. I mean like there's thousands, literal, thousands of other people within our community who will literally pour into you with advice of things Um and yes it could be advice of where to eat when you're in X city or it could be hey how do I not put all zeros in my PA or whatever like whatever the level of advice is you know there, there's things there for you so uh come to our discord community if you're not already there and and I'll force Kenny to come over there as well so <laughs> maybe so I'll much. make a career coach channel within our discord server we'll see we'll see if Kenny shows up maybe I'll do that we'll, do, we'll, we'll <laughs> (laughs) Let's
3: go. Thank you. I'm happy to answer any questions I can to help you guys out and get connected, man. You're you're welcome. The pleasure is mine. Yo, the pleasure is mine. You guys are awesome. (laughs) You're awesome.
0: (laughs) Holy cow.